Welcome to the Dear Life Coach Podcast, where real people get coached on real issues just using made-up names. I'm your host and your coach, Joshua Wright. Welcome back to Dear Life Coach. In this week's session, you're going to hear from my client, Rachel. Rachel struggles with analysis paralysis like many of us do when it comes to many of life's biggest decisions. For Rachel, the idea that one decision might impact all the other areas of her life leads her to be afraid of making any decision at all in any area of her life. Like most of us, it's not the mere fact of making a decision that is overwhelming, but in fact, it's the possibility of making a bad decision. We do this all the time to ourselves where we label things good and bad without ever really exploring what we mean by bad. And it's because of this, we often overemphasize what bad means. Does a bad decision mean that I'll miss a brother's birthday party because I've moved 600 miles away? Or does bad mean I'll enter this period of absolute financial ruin? I think you get the point that we often sweat the small stuff. And then that stops us from making our decisions. Towards the end, Rachel finds an almost obvious answer. If you want to be on the Dear Life Coach podcast, all you need is a real issue, made up name, and to email me, joshua at vpcoachinggroup.com. Rachel, it's so exciting to have you on the Dear Life Coach podcast. Thank you so much for being willing to be coached. I do want to say that this is a safe space between you, me, and the listeners, just using your fake name, which is Rachel. Uh, but just why don't you just tell us a little bit about what's on your mind? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I was really excited to join the new podcast. Um, for me, I think um, I wanted to pursue coaching because I feel at this point in time in my life, I have hit a period where it's become increasingly difficult to make all of these life choices that are expected of people that are in their mid thirties. I'm 33 years old and I see all of my friends hitting these life milestones, getting married, having kids, buying homes, traveling, maybe deciding to move out of state. And I'm just at odds with what to do with my life because I've been living in my state for the last eight years. And I've kind of played it safe by not moving far from home. Not that I deliberately did that, just so happened it happened that way. And then, you know, getting a job close by and I've just been, I guess, comfortable. And I've never really taken the risk to try to do something extreme. And it's been difficult to decide what is the next big move I want to make for my life, whether that's career-wise or having kids or getting married, because there's always that stipulation of, well, if I do this, and how is this going to impact every other area of my life and what I do want? So if you can give me coaching on that, that would be great. Well, first, I think you made a little dig at me because I just moved out of state, but I, I will take it with a grain of salt. Um, so so you, you mentioned um, what I do want. You said what I do want. What do you want to do? It's hard because I want all of those things to get married, to find someone to settle down with, to be successful in my career, 
to move out of state. It really wasn't like I admire you for making that move and doing that. And that's it was it was like, it was a joke, Rachel. Yeah, joke. <laughs> but with with social media, it's so easy to just see what everybody else is accomplishing and doing, and it's like, wow. I I look at my life and I'm like, I. I do feel successful in the things that I've accomplished, but yet there are still so many things and decisions that I need to make for my life. And the older that you get, the harder it becomes to make a choice willy nilly, right? Because there are so many costs to that for making a choice and you don't want to make the wrong one. So yeah, I do want like to be successful in my career. I do want to get a house someday. I do want to have kids, but it's just the hardest part is trying to figure out what makes sense and in what order, because that's, I think, really important. What's the one topic of those things? So marriage, success, house, settling down, those sorts of things draws you most? Um, I think for me, it is, it's hard to say because I want all of those things. Like, I think for me, the topic has been trying to find someone to settle down with, because I think without that, you can't, not that you can't have kids, but I think that's kind of like your foundation. And sometimes trying to find that person is very difficult, right? Um, And so I've thought, well, maybe if I move, maybe that will increase my chances, right? of finding someone and maybe that will lead to a relationship that then leads to kids that then leads to a decision to get a house but yeah it's it's tough so so let's take a step back just quickly and I just want to understand a little bit more of what you think the expectations are of you um well I think that it's societal expectation obviously that we should be following a certain path and I know that that's not something we should ascribe to Um, that we should all look within ourselves in terms of what we want. And I do do know what I want, but I think the hardest thing is determining what next step to take because I'm so afraid that if I take the wrong one, it's going to impact everything else and achieving and getting everything else. So Mm -hmm. let's say if I decide to move out of state for some reason, well, now I'm farther from my friends here and my family, and I may or may not have a guaranteed job when I move. It may be harder to find a person. And then will that delay my desire to have kids? Will it impact my ability to get a house? Do I even want to settle there for the rest of my life? You know, so there's all those different things that I'm thinking about. And so it makes it so hard to even make any decision at all, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting because you talked about not knowing which decision to make first, but it sounds like you actually have a fear of making any decisions. For what right, that analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Analysis paralysis. Tell me a little bit more about that fear of making the wrong decision. Yeah, I think I've always been extremely responsible. And so, you know, you, you want to make the right decision that feels right for you, but sometimes you don't truly know what that is and if, if that's going to lead to happiness. And I know that happiness is something we can't always define and it's different for everybody. But Like, I think just being overwhelmed by all the possibilities and all the things that you need to think about and take into account when you make a choice or a decision, it it becomes very, very hard, especially when you're older, because people in their 20s, they can make a decision to leave a job after a couple of months and move across the state because they don't feel that sense of, well, if I make the wrong decision, this could impact 
my life, right? Because in your 30s, that's really when everybody starts settling down and really kind of growing into the person that they're going to become. And that defines their life. In your 20s, you're not as worried about that because you have so much in front of you and, and there's less to really fear. It's like a kid. They're not afraid to fall down because they know they can get back up. They're not afraid to scrape their knee. But when you're in your 30s, there's so much more at stake. You, you mentioned that in your 20s, you can sort of define who you are and sort of figure it out. Do you think there's a, a fine line or a very clear line when, when you can no longer redefine or define your life? No, I mean, when you put it that way, I don't think so. I think that anyone can redefine what they want to accomplish or who they want to be at any point in time. I don't think that there's some deadline or a point in time in which you figure all that out, but it just becomes harder the older that you get. Tell me a little bit about that harder as, as you get older. Um, well, when you get older, like I, I said, it, it's, it's tough because there's so much more at stake for making a decision. So I personally, you know, I'm taking into account where my friends are and the relationships I've built in my mid thirties and the older I've gotten, the smaller my social circle has become. I don't go out as much. Maybe I'm becoming a boring 30 year old, 33 year old, but I have a smaller circle. I'm more intentional with where I spend my time, how I spend my time right now. I'm close to my family. So if I considered moving away, I'd be farther from them. You know, I have a comfortable job that allows me the opportunity to have a very short commute. I'm paid very well. I am aware of my surroundings and the surrounding towns. Everything's familiar. And I've been here for so long and I've played it safe. And it, it feels like right now to take such an extreme risk, like let's say I decide to move, that would be a risk. I would be in a new place. I'd have to start new. I'd be further away from my friends. Anytime a holiday rolls around, you're going to have to pay for a flight to come back and see your family, go back and forth, you know, you know the drill. And, but on the opposite end of that is a lot of opportunity because if you do move, right, you're in a new place, there's opportunity to meet new people, to see new places, to be rejuvenated, more job opportunities. So I'm always thinking in terms of decision trees. If I do this, then it will lead here or it could lead here. And if I choose option A, then that could lead here and there. And you just get stuck in that analysis paralysis because you're like, okay, I know there's pros and cons to everything. And then you just can't make a decision. Well, one, one thing there's I love, so many things you want all at once. It's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I can see it even in your body right now. And I know the listeners can't see it, but there's, there's almost like a tension with the way that you're moving of like, I, I want to make a decision, but I can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, but one thing that I love that you did say was that, you know, you're always intentional with your decisions. And then you refer to those sort of decision trees. So I want to go back to something you said a little bit earlier, where you talked about the fear of making wrong decisions. We already talked about the fear. You described that fear, but talk about the wrong decision that you're afraid of making. Um, the wrong decision. I think it depends on what decision I'm making. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it. I guess I'm just afraid of my, of the uncertainty, right? And I don't ever want to put myself in a bad position because I've worked so hard to get where I am in life. 
And to have the certainty and the stability of being financially stable and being independent and everything like that. And if I make the wrong move in one area of my life, that could totally jeopardize things. If, you know, And I have to be open to opportunities and I have to be open to meeting new people and things like that. I think one big thing for me that's recently been something I've been reflecting on is whether or not to have kids now or to delay it. So I was looking into um, freezing my eggs and I went through the whole process, all the doctor's visits and things like that and got to the point basically where I just had to sign the paperwork. And I know a friend that did do this a couple of years ago and she froze her eggs and then she got married and she got pregnant like about a month later and she had no issues. And I'm thinking, you know, as great as that is, you know, that's all wasted money now. And that's one way to look at it as wasted money because you're never going to use those eggs. She may. She also may not. You can donate your eggs and that would be great for someone else who's going to profit from that. But for me, I'm always thinking like, well, I could freeze my eggs, but what if I then meet someone and then I just do it the old fashioned way, the normal way, quote unquote, normal way. And then I just wasted all this money, right? And so it's very hard to make that particular decision when money's involved and you're thinking about, well, what if I meet someone else? Then that kind of changes the, what I was originally planning. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so and I, I hear what you're saying and, and you brought up two different things. One, you mentioned a, putting yourself in a bad position, but then you transitioned into the word of waste, right? Wasted money. And I want to know, how those two relate to you, bad position versus waste? Um, I don't know. I feel like life is so difficult and it's so hard to put what you're thinking into words. Um, I don't like to waste my time. I don't like to waste my money. Like I said, I am very intentional. And I think when you are intentional, the people that tend to think and reflect are so afraid of, what the potential pitfalls of making that wrong decision could be and how that could impact their life. So in the instance of whether or not I want to freeze my eggs, I'm thinking from a financial standpoint, could that be wasteful from a financial standpoint where I could have invested that money elsewhere? And then also all the time I invested in that only to know that I could have potentially met someone and had kids the traditional way. And even though, like, let's say that those eggs are donated at some later point in time, I would be really happy to give that to someone who truly wanted kids and for some reason couldn't financially afford it. But then for me, I would almost be selfish and be like, well, I paid for it. And now I'm not even using what I paid for because it's not a cheap process. Mm -hmm. Right. And unfortunately, insurance companies do not provide any uh, financial aid for that procedure, unless you have some medical condition that warrants you to get treatment sooner rather than later. But for anyone else, and for the majority of the population, you actually need to pay that cost completely upfront and be ready to sign the paperwork and just go ahead with it. So it is a very big decision to make. And and what I'm hearing a little bit is is sort of what leads to your analysis paralysis is you're, you're asking yourself, am I wasting my time, energy, or space, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's it's tough to make a decision when there's finances involved it's there's your body involved there's so much at stake with just making a decision and it's so difficult so I feel like I I am paralyzed because I I do see everyone with different pieces of what I want in my life it's just a matter of knowing where to go first right do I want to have kids on my own because if I do have kids on my own it makes it harder to find a partner because it reduces the the pool of people that are open to being with someone who's quote unquote a single mother, not knowing that she had to make that choice because she had a biological clock to attend to. Do you mind do you mind if I interrupt you just quickly? Yeah. So I'm curious to know what would happen if you did feel like you made a decision and it was a bad decision. Well, you can't go back. That's for certain. You can't go back. You make a decision and you trust that whatever you make for a decision, it's going to lead you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's how I'm trying to think about it, to not be completely stuck where I am for another eight years. Um, so, yeah, I am trying to, I guess, like for me, I think one of my goals is to probably do a vision board or something like that, or maybe to physically draw out a decision tree. And really weigh my options. And, and like you were asking me in the beginning, it's like, what is most important out of all those choices? And the thing is, you can't. You can't say, well, having kids is more important than finding um, a partner or finding a partner is more important than getting a house because they're all equally important. It's just a matter of making sure that everything kind of aligns appropriately and matches with a life that's going to be sustainable <laughs> and good from a financial position and everything like that. So as you go through that vision boarding and sort of holding all things equal, what's going to stop you from making a decision on a next step to take? Uh, I think it's just me personally overthinking things and I need to stop and just trust that um, if I make a decision, I have to go with my gut instinct and I have to reflect on where I see myself in the next couple of years. And regardless of what pathway I take, just trusting that it's going to get me to where I need to go. And that ultimately I'll get there, even if there's five left turns and mm-hmm. they're all wrong. Hopefully I bump into an obstacle that redirects me on the right path, but who knows? Um, I, but yeah, I, I think I, the most important thing is just like going forward and taking that step. I've, I've actually thought about that because everyone sets goals in the new year and like a couple goals that I've had is to start working out more and to drink more water. And I would say that I'm definitely like a perfectionist. I like to get from point A to point B without doing everything in between A and B, right? Like, or or A to Z and everything in between. You just want like immediate perfection. And a lot of people don't realize like you need to take those little steps and be, um, intentional and in what you do and where you set your time so that you can ultimately achieve that goal without even feeling like it was a lot of work to get there because if you're consistent in your efforts you'll get there eventually yeah so something I love that you said is that I I might take five different pathways and then eventually get back on track And, and I think you recognize that there are so many different ways to get from point a to point z 
right? Not everybody's alphabet looks the same from point A to point C. And I, and I yeah. love that. You, and you bring that up. And also that you should trust yourself because truly, if we reflect on what you've talked about, you talk about making intentional decisions. You always do. And so what is there not to trust when you look at it? Yeah, very true. I know. I just need to start putting something in motion and just trusting it's going to work its work its way out, hopefully. So, so how could you put something in motion? Well, I lean on my friends a lot. Um, you know, I talk with them about what's important to me and all the decisions that I feel I need to make at this point in time in my life. So they really help me out a lot. But I think just starting to make a choice in one area, like one category of life that I'm considering going down, like whether it's the kid lane or trying to look at getting a house or maybe it's relocating, just kind of taking one step in one direction and seeing seeing how it changes maybe how I feel about everything else. Maybe, I don't know. I, I love that. And one thing we always say is that you don't get clarity without taking action. And so by taking that one small step in one area, you'll get more clarity on where you want to go in any other area or even the area that you chose with to start with. So I love that. Is there an area you um, actually want to take that first step with right now and in, in the next week or so? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm have to think pretty in depth about that. Again, I'm just, I'm an overthinker. And I think for me, um, you know, I guess one, one area that I have tried to be more open about is just putting myself out there a lot more because I tend to just be stuck in that routine of going to work, coming home. Now I have a much shorter commute. So there's really not a lot of in-between activity. And so for me, it's just getting out there. Um, you know, I've been focusing on myself more and just being healthy um, in all areas of my life, physically, emotionally, um, mentally, spiritually, and getting that in order so that maybe that gives me a lot more headspace to think more proactively and clearly about what I want and where I want to go with my life. So one one step at a time, I think, is just continuing that routine and doing things that are positive for me. Um, so what's one thing that you're actually going to do concretely for that that routine or putting yourself out there? Um, well, my friends are inviting me to go to these singles events. So I start going out more, meeting new people. I always have great stories after. They're kind of funny and hilarious. So that's good. Um, but it's just, I think for me, more than anything, it's just enjoying the journey. And um, like when I went to the singles event with my friends last weekend, it was really nice to just go out and have fun and, and dance with my girlfriends, not thinking about anything other than enjoying that moment and accepting whatever comes my way. And so that was really good. There was no pressure to meet someone. And, and because I was so at ease and so relaxed, I was able to just push beyond my boundaries where normally I would have been shy and maybe not um, as secure in myself as I could have been and probably not walked up to someone. And I was really proud of myself for like talking to guys when my friends were kind of like very comfortable just staying together and, you know, dancing and whatever. So I think just, again, summoning that confidence and summoning that, um, 
being comfortable in knowing that regardless of whatever the outcome is, that you're just trying to strive to get to that next step and do whatever you can, right? So I think that's, for me, that's just taking, being comfortable, taking a step, trying to be more confident and trusting that wherever I go, it will lead me on the right path and bring more clarity to get to that next step. I, I love that this, this taking one step in one area has actually been a physical step, right? You're actually going to an event. Um, so, I, so I love that you're going to continue doing that. Now, just one last question. Um, what could get in your way of, of putting that step forward? Uh, definitely self-doubt. I think that's something that everybody struggles with because they want something. Maybe they don't feel it's achievable. Maybe they've been hurt or let down so many times. So they don't think that they can get there, that it's not possible. And so, yeah, just overcoming self-doubt and realizing that, you know, you have the tools within you. And if you um, capitalize on your family and your friends and everything you've learned from your life experiences, that somehow within you, you will know in your gut what you're meant to do and trusting that, trusting okay. that instinct. One thing I feel bad for the listeners is that they can't see you and I can. And it's just so clear that even though you talk about self-doubt, you have such a brilliant personality, um, one that brings a lot of confidence and exudes um, just greatness. So um, thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. Uh, and then lastly, just what is your biggest takeaway from today's session? I think my biggest takeaway is really starting to ask the questions like you do that push me to think a little bit more wholeheartedly about how I'm answering things and why I'm saying things and getting at the root cause of what's holding me back and not being afraid to take a step and trust where you want to go and trust that you're going to make the right decision no matter what. I, I completely agree with that. Trust yourself and your gut. You've made intentional decisions and ended up where you are now. Realize that you've ended up in a great place. So thank you again, uh, Rachel, for being on Dear Life Coach podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it for this week's session of Dear Life Coach Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you want to know more about coaching, feel free to visit my website at vpcoachinggroup.com. And if you yourself want to be on the Dear Life Coach Podcast to get a little bit of free coaching, just using a made-up name, feel free to email me at joshua at vpcoachinggroup.com.